I am not a napper. Naps weren't for me as a child and have never been part of my daily life as an adult. At 74, I doubt that at some point in the future I will become a napper. However, my husband is a napper. He can wake from a short afternoon slumber, energized and productive. He tells me I should try it. I have, and no matter the time or the duration, I am groggy, cranky, and totally devoid of motivation as a result. Today's articles offer scientific research and findings on the process of sleep, the benefits of napping, best ways to nap, and in some cases, the harmful effects of napping. And they include from the National Sleep Foundation's October 2020 report on napping by Alexa Fry and medically reviewed by Dr. Kimberly Truong. From the Healthline's January 2021, Naps Can Boost Your Mental Agility, Here's Why, by Bob Curley and fact-checked by Dana Cassell. And Next Avenue's February 2021, How Naps Can Keep You Happy and Healthy, by Barbara Williams Cosentino. I was impressed by the fact-checking guidelines the Sleep Foundation offered. We only cite reputable sources when researching our guides and articles. These include peer-reviewed journals, government reports, academic and medical associations, and interviews with credentialed medical experts and practitioners. All scientific data and information must be backed up by at least one reputable source. Each guide and article includes a comprehensive bibliography, with full citations and links to the original sources. And a member of our medical expert team provides a final review of the content and sources cited for every guide, article, and product review concerning medical and health-related topics. Inaccurate or unverifiable information will be removed prior to publication. And that gives me a lot of confidence in sharing this with you. So, a nap is a short period of sleep, usually taken during the day. One-third of American adults nap. Many swear by napping as an effective way to relax and recharge, while others find naps unhelpful and disruptive to their sleep. Not all naps are created equal, and many factors impact how helpful naps can be. By understanding the role of napping, you can learn to take effective naps that support your body's internal clock and maintain your energy level throughout the day. Here are some types of naps. They can be categorized depending on the function they serve. Thinking about what you are hoping to gain from a nap is one part of making napping work for you. Recovery naps. Sleep deprivation can leave you feeling tired the following day. If you are up late or have interrupted sleep one night, you might take a recovery nap the next day to compensate for sleep loss. The prophylactic nap. This type of nap is taken in preparation for sleep loss. For example, night shift workers may schedule naps before and during their shifts in order to prevent sleepiness and to stay alert while working. The appetitive nap. Appetitive naps are taken for the enjoyment of napping. Napping can be relaxing and can improve your mood and energy level upon waking. The fulfillment nap. 
Children have a greater need for sleep than adults. Fulfillment naps are often scheduled into the days of infants and toddlers and can occur spontaneously in children of all ages. And the essential nap. When you are sick, you have a greater need for sleep. This is because your immune system mounts a response to fight infection or promote healing, and that requires extra energy. Naps taken during illnesses are considered essential. How long should you nap? One significant factor responsible for the varied effects of naps is their length. Anytime we fall asleep, we begin to move through a series of sleep stages. Researchers found that five-minute naps are too short to move deep enough through sleep stages to produce a notable benefit. On the other hand, sleeping for 30 minutes or longer gives the body enough time to enter deep or slow-wave sleep. However, napping for too long or waking up from slow-wave sleep can leave you feeling groggy for up to an hour. This period of drowsiness is also called sleep inertia. Given these considerations, the best nap length in most situations is one that is long enough to be refreshing, but not so long that sleep inertia occurs. Naps lasting 10 to 20 minutes are considered the ideal length. They are sometimes referred to as power naps because they provide recovery benefits. Without leaving the napper feeling sleepy afterwards, exceptions to this include essential naps when sick, which are often longer because our bodies require more sleep when dealing with an illness. Also, fulfillment naps in children should not be limited to 20 minutes, as children have a higher sleep requirement than adults. If you are a healthy adult and wish to take longer naps, don't do it right before you need to be alert. Keep in mind that napping during the daytime could interfere with your nighttime sleep. Are naps good for you? Well, napping can be helpful or harmful depending on a few different factors, such as your age, what time and how long you nap, and the reason for your nap. To get the most benefit from napping, it's important to learn how each of these factors affects the impact of a nap. Homeostatic sleep drive is the technical term for the feeling of pressure to sleep. It's synonymous with the hunger we feel for food the longer it is after our last meal. When we wake up from a good night's sleep, your homeostatic sleep drive is low. The pressure slowly increases throughout the day until bedtime when we feel sleepy. Sleeping at night decreases sleep pressure. And then the cycle begins again the next day. Napping during the day diminishes homeostatic sleep drive, which can help us feel more awake and perform better. As a result, napping can help with reducing sleepiness, improving learning, aiding memory formation, and regulating emotions. Naps also play a special role for drivers. Driving while drowsy is dangerous for you, your passengers, and others on the road. Drowsy drivers are involved in hundreds of thousands of car crashes in the United States each year. To counter this, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration recommends to first get adequate amounts of sleep, seven to eight hours on a nightly basis, and before a long drive, get a good night's sleep. If you start to feel sleepy while driving, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration recommends drinking caffeine and pulling over 
safely for a 20-minute nap. However, this is not a long-term solution, as naps and caffeine are known to increase alertness for only a short period of time. Shift work is any work schedule that falls outside of the hours 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. Shift work is associated with increased risk of health effects and injury due to sleep loss and circadian rhythm disruptions. Planned napping improves alertness and reaction time in shift workers. While napping isn't for everyone, in fact, some people find napping counterproductive. Although reducing sleep pressure can combat fatigue, it can also interfere with your ability to fall asleep at bedtime. People who have trouble falling asleep or staying asleep at night, for example, those with insomnia, may want to avoid napping. Sleep inertia, that sleepiness after waking from a nap, can be minimized or avoided by taking shorter naps. However, You can still feel disoriented even after a short nap, so napping may be disruptive if you need to get right back to work afterwards. How to take the best nap. Taking a few key steps will set you up for your most successful nap. Set an alarm. Studies show that the best nap length for most people is about 10 to 20 minutes. This provides restorative sleep without drowsiness after waking. If you want to feel alert and productive after your nap, you can counter sleep inertia by limiting the amount of time you spend asleep. Nap early. Napping late in the day can affect your ability to fall asleep at bedtime. Try napping around the halfway point between the time you wake up and the time you plan to go to bed. Create a sleep-friendly environment. To fall asleep, your space should be conducive to napping. Depending on where you are, you may or may not have a comfortable mattress available, but it helps to nap in a comfortable space that is dark, cool, and quiet. Set aside your worries. Ruminating on sources of stress will keep you awake. If you're having trouble letting go of concerns and to-do lists, try practicing relaxation exercises. These can help you fall asleep and wake from your nap feeling refreshed and recharged and reflect on why you're napping. Think about what you hope to gain from your nap. When you set intentions, you can plan your nap around those goals. Effects of napping by age. Children need more sleep than adults, and younger children need more sleep than older children. As a result, the role of napping changes as we age. The National Sleep Foundation published evidence-based sleep recommendations by age. These outline the total recommended hours of sleep per day and are meant to include both nighttime sleep and daytime naps. For older adults, 7 to 8 hours is recommended. While research shows trends in the effects of napping, every individual is different. If you have questions about your sleep patterns, speak with a doctor or a sleep expert. And now from the Healthline website, afternoon naps can boost your mental agility and here's why. This article was also fact-checked. The afternoon nap gets a bad rap. Some see a siesta as a sign of laziness, low energy, or even illness. But a new study suggests that afternoon sleep may make you mentally sharper if you are over age 60. Older adults who took afternoon naps scored higher 
on a cognitive test than those who didn't nap, according to researchers. The study, published in the journal General Psychiatry, looked at both physical and cognitive health among 2,214 people over age 60 residing in large cities in China. Of those, 1,534 took regular afternoon naps, while 680 did not. The observational study found that the nappers scored significantly higher on the Minty Mental State Exam, MMSE, a standardized dementia screening test that includes assessments of physiospatial skills, attention span, problem-solving, working memory, locational awareness, and verbal fluency. The nappers performed particularly well in the latter three categories, according to the study led by Dr. Lin Sun of the Alzheimer's Disease and Related Disorders Center at Shanghai Mental Health Center in Shanghai Jiangtong University. Sleep has a lot to do with your capacity to learn, said Davina Ramakisun, the well-being director of Zivo Health. Napping helps your brain recover from burnout or overload of information. While taking naps, your brain clears out unnecessary information out of your brain's temporary storage areas to prepare for the new information to be absorbed. The study group, nappers and non-nappers alike, got an average of six and a half hours of sleep nightly. Afternoon naps were defined as getting at least five consecutive minutes of sleep, but no more than two hours any time after lunch. Nappers were asked how often they napped during a typical week. Replies ranged from once a week to daily. One weakness of the study was that researchers did not ask participants how long they napped or at what specific time of day. An ideal healthy nap should be taken in the afternoon between 1 and 3 p.m. and lasts anywhere from 10 to 30 minutes, said Catherine Hall, a sleep coach at Somnus, a guided sleep therapy program. If you are able to get a catnap in the afternoon, there are some great benefits to be had. The evidence suggests that napping is great for improving mood, energy, and productivity while reducing anxiety and physical and mental tension. A short afternoon nap can leave you feeling alert and ready to tackle the rest of the day without feelings of sleep inertia, that confused, disoriented, and grogginess you can feel upon waking, she added. If you're able to nap for a slightly longer period of time, say 60 minutes, Evidence suggests that napping for this length can actually aid your learning, Hall said, as during this longer nap, your brain will start to transfer memories from your temporary holding facility, the hippocampus, to their permanent home, the cortex. Not all naps are healthy. More than one in three Americans takes a nap each day, according to a Survey by the Pew Research Center, Dr. Adnina Singh, a sleep medicine specialist and member of the medical review panel for sleepfoundation.org, told Healthline that while other studies have shown that afternoon naps improve mental agility, it remains unclear if napping can prevent cognitive decline as people age. Any person can benefit from a short nap in the mid-afternoon, especially when timed with their natural circadian dip, said Singh. 
short, less than 30 minutes or so, naps have been shown to increase alertness and improve cognitive performance and improve mood for the rest of the day. However, longer naps may be problematic, he said. Two hours suggests that more pathology may be hidden and is leading to need for increased napping, Singh explained. If you frequently find yourself napping for longer than an hour, then it could be a signal that your nighttime sleep quantity or quality is not enough. Many sleep disorders could be hiding and depleting your sleep quantity or quality. Poor sleep habits could also be at play. This is often noted in the age of screens and bright lights and long work hours, he added. In the elderly, medical conditions or medications used to treat them can also impact sleep quality and quantity, Singh said. Certain blood pressure medications, arthritis medications, muscle relaxers, and certain mental health medications can negatively impact sleep quality. More research is needed to determine if the need for more sleep among the elderly, including more napping, is a sign that the body is attempting to compensate for increased inflammation related to cognitive decline and dementia, said Singh. Is it the neurodegenerative change, such as dementia, causing the sleep-wake disturbance, or is it the other way, he said. Researchers did not gather data from people under 60, so a correlation cannot be drawn between afternoon napping and younger generations. The study also noted that there are conflicting studies about the benefits and risks of napping. Sleeping behaviors can be affected by a multitude of factors, said Dr. David Neubauer, associate professor in the Department of Psychiatry and Behavioral Sciences at Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine. Daily routines, medication use, environmental factors, lifestyle choices, and sleep disorders can all play a role in how frequently someone takes a nap, he said. Dr. Kai Han, another study author, a geriatric psychiatrist at Fourth People's Hospital of Wuhu, said in the future he wants to study the effects of different lifestyles on cognitive function. The study did not gather specific data on the length of time each participant took a nap within that five-minute to two-hour range or what time in the afternoon they actually slept. Also an interesting fact, unintended nappers performed worse on the word recall test than either non-nappers or the intended nappers. Napping can be a healthy part of an older adult's day, Neubauer acknowledged, but make sure sleepiness isn't due to a treatable nighttime sleep disorder. And now from Next Avenue's Barbara Williams-Cosentino, how naps can keep you happy and healthy. Strategic naps can restore and refresh, lower stress, and even spark creativity. I love napping. I've been known to fall asleep on a jerking, lurching New York City subway train. I once slept through the clanging bells of a college fire drill. My greatest pleasure is swinging in a hammock, gently lulled into oblivion until I'm asleep like a very contented baby.
Best-selling author Sarah Van Brathnacht wrote, We sleep to recharge our bodies, we nap to care for our souls. And the best news is that not only do naps feel good, but they are mostly good for you. The National Sleep Foundation Sleep Health Index reported that 53% of adults nap regularly, defined as napping at least once every week. Men tend to nap more often than women, Older people and retired individuals are also more frequent nappers, and there are several types of naps. Again, the recovery nap, sometimes called replacement nap, to make up for lost sleep, the planned prophylactic nap, when you anticipate losing sleep or prepare you for a late night out, and my favorite, the appetitive nap, that's just taken for the sheer joy of it. Why nap? Well, naps increase energy, improve reaction time, and reduce daytime sleepiness. They lower stress and help regulate mood, reducing anxiety and depression, and inducing relaxation. They enhance creativity, increase productivity, boost problem-solving abilities, and improve many cognitive abilities. Naps are beneficial for memory because the brain is offline, not taking in any new information, yet is actively consolidating memories, said Marissa Bauman, a doctoral student at the Clinical Health Psychology Program at the University of Pittsburgh. Her research focuses on sleep disturbances. The science of sleep. There are four stages of sleep. Stage 1, the transition between wakefulness and sleep, is only 5 to 10 minutes, during which time eye movements and heart rate begin to slow. In stage 2, which lasts for 15 to 25 minutes, brain waves and heart rate decrease further, the body temperature begins to drop. But it is still a light sleep from which you can easily be awakened. During stage 3, 45 to 90 minutes after falling asleep, blood pressure drops and the brain begins to produce slower brain waves known as delta waves. If someone or an alarm clock wakes you during this stage, you are probably going to be groggy, disoriented, and cranky. That state called sleep inertia. Stage 4, also known as rapid eye movement or REM sleep, is reached about 75 to 90 minutes after sleep begins. In REM sleep, heart rate and blood pressure rise, eyeball movement increases, and dreaming occurs. According to the National Institutes of Health, individuals over about age 60 show reduced amounts of slow wave or deep sleep and a shortened time spent in REM sleep, a critical stage when the brain replenishes itself and processes and stores information. As we get older, there are more episodes of nighttime waking and earlier morning awakening. Can you compensate for this with a daytime nap? A study in the Journal of the American Geriatrics Society found that depending on its length and timing, a nap can help increase total sleep time without affecting nighttime sleep quality or duration and provides measurable cognitive benefits. Wondering how long a snooze to take? Power naps, 20 to 30 minutes in this case, allow you to wake up refreshed and rejuvenated, giving you added pep on a day when you're dragging. The duration and timing of what is sometimes called the strategic nap 
is important, said Bauman. We want to minimize the effect the gnat will have on circadian rhythms and your ability to sleep at night. The best time is usually early afternoon when bodies are programmed to need sleep and you might naturally feel a dip in your alertness. Are naps good for her health? Well, as far as the naps affect health and cardiovascular functioning, there is conflicting evidence. Several studies show that daytime napping is associated with increased risk of mortality from all causes, but Bauman says you need to consider the differences in nap duration and timing. If a nap occurs too early or too late in the day, this can affect circadian rhythms as well as the ability to fall asleep and stay asleep at night, both of which can be related to cardiovascular disease, she says. A 2019 study reported in the British Medical Journal found that people who nap once or twice weekly have a lower risk of cardiovascular disease than others, with no association found for more frequent napping or napping duration. A 2020 study by the European Society of Cardiology found that naps longer than 60 minutes were associated with a 34% higher risk of cardiovascular disease. When nighttime sleep was taken into account, however, these long naps only appeared potentially problematic for those who slept more than six hours per night. Shorter naps, especially those less than 30 to 45 minutes, were found not to be risky and indeed might improve heart health in people who sleep insufficiently at night. Some studies have suggested that excessive sleep and daytime naps are associated with the higher levels of C-reactive protein, a marker for systemic inflammation which can be related to heart disease and other disorders. Other studies suggest that naps can improve immune function. Clearly, more research on the correlation between health and taking naps is needed. For Fred Popper, 69, of Concord, Massachusetts, most of his naps are accidental. I may be watching a movie or something good on TV, and before I know it, I'm snoring away, says Popper, an artist, photographer, and retired graphic designer. Sometimes I have a 20-minute snooze and feel great, he adds. But other times I have slept for an hour or more, and it takes me forever until that confused what-day-is-it feeling goes away. Still, napping whenever I want to is one of the great pleasures of retirement. Alicia Schlesinger, 68, a retired RN and artist from Little Neck, New York, acknowledges she doesn't sleep well most nights and finds napping to be beneficial both physically and emotionally. When I'm overtired and my thoughts begin to get all jumbled up, I find that a nap is like rebooting a computer, she says. The stopping and starting again is both relaxing and energizing, and it replenishes my energy so that I can do what I have to do to get through the day. A nap also helps Schlesinger escape from daily stresses and stop overthinking that sometimes plagues her. Napping makes me happy for all kinds of reasons, she says. If I need no afternoon nap, it's because I sleep very soundly. Like Barbara Williams Casantino sleeping through a college fire drill, I actually slept through a real fire at my apartment building when I first moved to Rochester. 
heard it on my clock radio's morning alarm and had to ask the landlord if it had truly happened. Two floors were evacuated and the fire trucks arrived outside my apartment. If you are a napper, I hope the good news for you is that they provide you with lower stress, better mood, and problem-solving and additional cognitive abilities. If not, perhaps we are among the elderly who don't need naps to compensate for increased inflammation related to cognitive decline or dementia. I would vote for that. Thanks for listening, and until next week, I'm Kathy Van Skoik.